What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back into House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Take off your shoes. Like I say, put your coat over here on the hat rack. And guess what? It's 420. If you want to go over to the table and pick up a little bowl ski, a little smoke ski, a little bong ski, whatever you want, whatever ski you want to ski on 420 today, I'm not going to stop you. I hope you have a good time, everybody. Hey, we have a great guest here sitting on the couch with us today in House of Wrestling. Fireside prepared to talk to us all about the wonderful world of pro wrestling and give us a little insight into very specific story about or stories about Premier Streaming Network, the place you're watching this show right now. It is Josh Chernoff. Josh, thank you for coming into House of Wrestling. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for welcoming me into your home and... We thank you for being on our platform. So you're you're welcome for being here and thank you for having me. Is that I don't know how that works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited hey, to be here, man. It's been great. We've had so many awesome guests here already in House of Wrestling on Premier Streaming Network. You know, we've had you we had Sean Ross Sapp on Tuesday. Right. Jimmy Corderas yeah. has been in the house. It go, we're, we're growing a whole stable here. And I just want to get it out of the way. Right. Josh with Premier. We're with Premier. You can find us Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, House of Wrestling, right here on Premier Streaming Network. We're going to throw the audio on the podcast feed after we wrap up here every Tuesday and Thursday. But come here, sign up, get on Premier Streaming Network. There's a lot going on with the platform. Uh, we're going to get into all that here in just a moment. But that is how you can find us, everybody, every Tuesday, Thursday, right here on Premier Streaming Network. Uh, and uh, like I said, great guest. Yesterday on the podcast feed, we had Bill Apter on, and I just wanted to talk to Bill about Andy Kaufman. And Josh, I know you know Bill Apter very, very well, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah? Yep. Since oh, I was nine years old. Okay. Yep. See, because I because I, I was talking to Bill, obviously, on the record, but then we talked off the record for a bit, and he always calls me like his nephew. Yeah. He's like, oh, you, you know, you're like family to me, Nick. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's great. I'm going to do this show with Josh. And he goes, no, but Josh is actual family. And it was very, <laughs> like, it was a, like, oh, that's a little backhanded. But yeah, <laughs> it was nice. I mean, I've always felt embraced, but he, I, I think he meant he knew me longer. That's, that's it. it it's, yeah. He did. No. He did. Went on, he went on to explain how he's known you since you, you were nine, which I knew, but he had a real, he, it was like a real hard stop between me and you. I just want <laughs> you to know that. All right. Well, to me, he always speaks very, very highly of you. So, you I know, know it, it's, uh, no, I love Bill. I love Bill. Yes. Yes. So, Bill, Bill, go check out the pod feed. It's just something fun I wanted to do. Andy Kaufman went to the Hall of Fame. Bill didn't get to go to the Hall of Fame and watch Andy's induction because he had personal stuff going on. And so since he wasn't there, since he didn't really get to talk about the induction, I was like, this is low-hanging fruit, Bill. I will absolutely, <laughs> I will absolutely talk to you about Andy Kaufman. So if you just want to listen to me geek out for half an hour with Bill Apter, who used to be very, very good friends with Andy Kaufman, go check it out over in the pod feed. All right, let's talk about Premier Streaming Network now, Josh. Yeah. So this has been a big week. I mean, has it even been a week since the Freddie Prince Jr. news dropped? Uh, so last Tuesday. Yeah. So just a little wow. over a week. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's been a lot. We we've packed a lot into the first three months of yes. this uh, this company, but uh, yeah, man, it's been uh, it's it's been awesome. Just a, a tremendous response, and uh, and Freddie got right into it. I mean, we've already had multiple calls and meetings and stuff. He's not. I've kind of I people have asked before, like you know, because look, you can you could for the right amount of money, you can pay a celebrity to endorse your product, right? I'm sure you can go out and find some sort of celebrity to do that. That's not what this is. Um, he is legit all in. He is a legitimate co-owner of the company and is not just a co-owner in name. He is on calls with us. Obviously his schedule is a little bit different than us in, in, you know, in the real world, I guess. But, uh, cause sometimes he's off in another country filming something, but, um, he is, uh, he is so unbelievably passionate about pro wrestling that like there's no we could not be like hey freddie why don't you just sit back a little bit and don't worry we'll handle this he's like no like i what's going on guys i you know what are, what are we doing now like what's happening this week what's going on and it's amazing it is just and then you sit back and go oh wow that's freddie prince jr and yeah that's kind of weird too but um yeah. he is just so so passionate about it and yeah he's legit co-owner uh, part of the team and has a lot of ideas um, that I'm really excited to see implemented in the next uh, few months and, and years. Yes. And, and so I didn't quite, I didn't quite get up. Josh summarized it all right. And he gave, he gave it away explicitly there at the end, but yeah, Freddie Prince jr. Right. She's all that. Fred kiss oh, me, yeah. kiss me. Freddie, you know, right. Kiss me. Yo, yeah. Well, I remember that, right. I feel Freddie like I'm Prince. walking down the stairwell every time I call him and I'm just, and there he is, you know, I, I I'm told, the Rachel Lee cook of this scenario. I, well, it's, it's funny. You say, I told my wife, right. Uh, Liz, wonderful love of my life. I go, I go, Shout look at Liz. this headline. Right. And she's like, what? She loves Freddie Prince jr. As every woman of the nineties yeah. or right. Loves Freddie Prince jr. And I was like, when I meet him, should I like orchestrate it where like he's in a living room and I'm coming down a stairwell <laughs> and they're like, and, and maybe you're there and you're like, Hey, Freddie, I want you to meet Nick. And, and you go, Nick, come on down. And I come, <laughs> I come on and I come on down. Right. That's like our, we should record all of it. First interaction in person, sit down. It's like interview. a first look at a wedding, you know, like when they film those, like the first look. Or the person that comes down the stairs or walks in, the groom turns around or whatever. Yeah, so I'm, I'm familiar. I got married. I did yeah. that. It was yeah. very odd. It was, it was the weirdest thing of my life. It's a very bizarre. The first look thing is very bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. The behind the scenes of it. But yeah, but no, Freddie Prince this is Jr. going well. This is going great. <laughs> so Freddie Prince Jr., let's take it back. How does Freddie Prince Jr. get involved with premier streaming network. What's how does, how does he even get in the conversation with you guys? So he had been obviously talking for the last couple of years about wanting to start his own wrestling company, um, his own promotion, um, and was always very vague about it. So, um, we, you know, we had done last year, we did the wrestling showcase was a, a tournament. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, yep. but, uh, it, it was, you know, a, a, a tournament that Matt Cardona won and, and, um, I, wrote the show. My brother promoted it. My brother, Fred Chernoff, who's one of the co-owners and founders of, of premier, um, really the original founder, uh, because what happened was after the showcase, um, without saying anything negative about a previous network that I may have been associated with, um, I can speak for Fred. He was very underwhelmed by, uh, 
by their capabilities. And Fred has always kind of been the type of person he might not categorize himself this way, but, but I would, he's the type of guy who like, if you ask him, Hey, what do you know about this? And if he doesn't know about it, he'll go read up on it. And then he's like an expert on it afterwards. Like sure. he just deep dives into it. And that was kind of his, like, there was this bit of a frustration of like, man, like, I feel like I could just, you know, do a show on my own streaming service if I wanted to. And so unbeknownst to me, he's like researching and looking into this and started kind of thinking, but stepping back a little bit before that, um, after the showcase, the showcase was a way for him to kind of get back into this business. Um, he had really wanted to be involved in it. We had promoted shows when we were younger and stuff, uh, in like 2002, 2003. So he wanted to be back in the business in some way. He was doing the, uh, short stories with swaggle cartoons for ad free okay. shows. Um, and enjoyed it and, and loved interactions. You know, he was down in Huntsville hanging out with Conrad and that group and enjoyed being a part of it. But he's like, yeah, it's great. Like having, you know, being friends with these guys, like, but I want to contribute something to this business. So the showcase happened, um, got really positive reviews on that. Um, was a great experience. Um, and he kind of looked at it and was like, yeah, okay, what do I do next? This is kind of my proof of concept of what I can do. You know, he worked gorilla alongside Jeff Jarrett that night. And, um, and he's like, okay, so what can I do next? And Freddie's out talking about this and he's kind of, uh, so, you know, there's the idea like, man, I wish I could talk to Freddie Prince Jr. and be like, hey, I just did this showcase thing. I don't know if you're looking for a team for your promotion or if you're looking for, you know, whatever it is. And, and for whatever it's worth, Freddie Prince Jr. is not easy to get a hold of. No, no. Um, okay. So around that same time, while my brother's like, oh, man, if I could talk to Freddie Prince Jr., I'd really like to talk to him about. And again, this had nothing to do with a network at the at the time. This was purely him like thinking, Hey, maybe I could go get a job. You know, maybe I could work with Freddie and, and, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe Freddie picks up the, the wrestling showcase uh, uh, format or something and, and gets behind next year's showcase or something. He didn't really know, but he's like, let me reach out and see, here's a guy who's starting something. Um, and I, meanwhile, was working for, you know, a different network at the time. And um, so I was off doing my thing. But Fred's just like, man, if there was a way that that I could, you know, I just don't know. How do I reach out to the guy? Maybe I'll look up who his agent is. And around the exact same time, Matt Cardona, um, who now is asking for a finder's fee, Matt Cardona um, was a, a guest on Freddie's podcast. Oh. So I'm thinking, and Matt's obviously a close friend of mine. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe... I, I'm sure Matt has a way of getting in touch with him in some way. Absolutely. So I asked him, I didn't want to ask for like Freddie's contact. I asked Matt, I said, Hey, my brother who Matt had just worked with at the wrestling showcase. And, and, you know, so he actually, he knew him, he respected him. So I asked him, I said, Hey, uh, could you ask Freddie if he would be comfortable with you giving his information to my brother to contact him. He wants to just talk to him about this promotion idea or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And Matt asked Freddie and Freddie's like, dude, absolutely. Send him my number. Um, so then my brother had the task of not exactly cold calling cause he knew it was coming, but uh, just calling Freddie Prince jr. Which I was so glad to not have to be a part of that. Cause that would have been a nerve wracking experience. So um, they got to talking. I think they bonded over their names or whatever, but um, they, 
they got to talking and I think it was Fred and Freddie, right? Fred and Freddie or I was, I was about to say, I wanted, I didn't want people to get confused as we went along here. There are two Freds yeah. in this situation. So Fred, Fred and a Freddie. All right. Fred is my brother. Freddie right. is Freddie Prince Jr. That's right. how, that's the only way that our team has been able to, to do this is Fred and Freddie. Freddie, Freddie. Um, yep. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so they started kind of talking and, um, Honestly, again, I'm working for the other place. I don't really know what they're talking about. Um, but then my time uh, came to an end uh, at fight. And, you know, when I asked to when, you know, when I gave my my two weeks, they asked me to stay a month and I stayed a month. Um, and at that point in time, that's when Fred had been really kind of mulling over this like. I would love to continue to do the showcase thing. Hey, I think there might be an opportunity to do something with Freddie. He and I hit it off. Um, not Freddie as an owner, but just maybe we can do something together. Sure. And so they, they kind of, at that point, Fred's like, I'm thinking maybe I could start like my own network, which kind of is like a pie in the sky, like, you know, crazy thing. And uh, he had been thinking about that. So when I came to him and said, hey, I just gave my notice to uh, to fight. He's like, hey, so what do you think about? Now, I had offers to go some other places that I was I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, what do you think about like starting something, doing something? I'm like, eh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Paul Owen, um, who worked on the team from the WWE Network, worked on the uh, UFC fight pass and was actually working at fight. Um, yeah. A lot of experience in this space. Yes. Tons, tons uh, of experience in this space. Absolutely. Um, kind of the missing ingredient there. Um, Paul put his two weeks in two weeks after I put mine in um, having nothing to do with, with premiere or the idea of coming to work together. Um I'm sure that's not how it looked to, to some people, but um, really yeah, no, I've heard those. I've heard those people say those things about you, how this was all an orchestrated. Yeah. Which skullduggery. Yeah. Which listen, I wish I was that uh, smart, but <laughs> that's not what I, I mean. It, it's, 1989 Hulk Hogan over here. Pull yeah, right. Strings, brother. I was right, just stroking the, uh, the Fu Manchu, but yeah, mm. I uh, no, So, so Paul, you know, he, he's like, hey, man, I gave my notice. He knew nothing about what, what Fred and I have been talking about. Knew nothing about the Freddie Prince stuff. And, uh, and I'm so then my wheels start turning. He's, I'm like, well, what are you doing next? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm, I'm putting out feelers to this one and this. Yeah, like different things. And I'm like, let's, let's get on a call together. <laughs> let's, let's all kind of get on a call here. And uh, that was it. Pretty much what we did at that point was we had a quick conversation where we said to Fred, I think there could be something here, but we're working for this other place. We're free November 1st. We'll talk to you November 1st. We were very, you know, it, it's, if you're not honest, if you don't do things the right way, it's going to come back to bite you at some point. Right. Um, and it's also, good, that's just good advice. By the yeah. Way. And, and also I, you know, um, you know, I love Mike Weber. I, I, he was my boss there. He gave me a ton of opportunities um, that I'm very grateful for. And the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, feel like I like screwed him on the way out. You know what I mean? So very nice. Guy. I, Mike, Michael Weber, very talented, very yeah, nice. Guy. He's I a agree. great guy. And, you know, he and I have spoken numerous times since I left fight. So it's, you know, we're good. I just, it was important to me, um, 
to make sure that, hey, if I'm working at this place, then until my last day, I'm going to work round the clock, whatever it is. I'm not going to go, oh, I only have two weeks left or a month left. I'll kind of phone it in. Sure. I made sure, and there's no, I mean, anybody there can attest to it. I was still banging out videos for their, you know, for their network and stuff like that. I wasn't dragging my feet on anything. I was making sure that I was still doing my job. Sure. Come I, I, November, I, come November 1st, I didn't work there anymore. I think we've had this conversation already. I think we had it off <laughs> off air and I've never really gone into this much detail. Okay. Um, all right. I don't know. We did yeah. talk for wrestling Inc. I remember about all of this. I believe. Okay. Yeah. But I yeah. don't think I, I went into as much detail. Then, no, this but, is uh, a lot more detailed. Yes, yeah. That's fine. All right. So, so back to Freddie. Yeah, back to Freddie Prince Jr. Nobody cares Prince about this Jr. story. Yes. Ha- back so, to Freddie Prince Jr. Josh. So what happened was the conversations continued. What can we do together? What can we do together? And long story short, he was just digging the vibe of what we were trying to do. We realized our mindset was the same. We have ideas for growth beyond wrestling and uh, growth within wrestling and just kind of reinventing how certain things are done. And it all kind of, once we launched and he saw what we were really doing, um, I don't remember the exact conversation, but it was pretty much along the lines of like, all right, let's, let's do this. Like it's at one point we just kind of realized we're like, so are we like working together? Are we, are we like, you know, and the conversation just came up of, of ownership. And so, and I mean, why wouldn't you want to have his mind? You know, he, he has a ton of experience in, in writing for WWE and, and uh, understanding the entertainment industry. And so it just, it, it was a perfect fit for us. One of the questions I've had asked about this is, did he put up a financial, uh, any financing as part of the, the deal here? So, I can't actually say anything because part of our agreement is to not talk about any of the uh, any of the financials, any of the ownership, any sure. of the things like that. Okay. What I can say is he is he is all in. He is a legitimate co-owner, um, and a and whatever anyone is thinking, he is legitimately a part of this. He is invested into this. All right, fair enough. Now the big announcement he had yesterday on the social spheres was that um, there's going to be the premier streaming network wrestling showcase, an extension of the wrestling showcase, mm-hmm. which you did uh, initially. Yeah. So, so uh, very broad details. We know it's going to be September 9th. What else, uh, what else do you want to say about this? What, what can people expect from this, from this show? Yeah. So uh, it's, it's something that Freddie is really into, um, which was, which was cool. We kind of tossed out this idea, you know, Hey, we did this thing last year and, he is, he's very passionate about it. He loves independent wrestling and wrestling as a whole. And the idea, the difference is, as he announced in the, the video that went out uh, last night, he pretty much what we're going to do is this showcase, instead of being a tournament showcasing, you know, the best in indie wrestling. Now the idea is it's going to literally showcase premiere. It's going, every match is going to be a different, representing a different promotion. Um, it's the idea of, of saying, Hey, come here and give us your very best match, right? Like WrestlePro, sure. Pro, what's the best match that you think is going to introduce? Like, you've got fans from all these other promotions coming in and watching it. What is the thing that's going to make you stand out the most where people go, oh, okay, I never saw WrestlePro before, but oh man. Okay, if this that's is a what very, it's like. That's a very old school thing, isn't it? Like, didn't they didn't they kind of do stuff like that back in the territory days with like super so, shows and things like that? I know they did it over in Japan because Mick they, Foley wrote about it in his book. 
Yeah, so there's a, I'm trying to think, we actually have like a way that we're saying it. I'm trying to see if I can look it up, but um, but I don't know what it is, it's but it's real-time our, branding, everyone. Yeah, he pulls our, tag, out his... our tagline, but pretty much like what we're doing is we're kind of like re uh, like reimagining the territory system. You know, Freddie announced that we're going to have, uh, we're going to have a premier champion for men and women. Um, and we're kind of, what we're doing is, you know, a lot of other promotion or a lot of other networks or all other networks really they put promotions up and and that's it and and they're up there and if you're a fan you can watch it and that's great what we're trying to do is we want every promotion that works with us we want them to feel like they are a part of premiere that okay. premiere is you know we're not here telling them what to do but they're part of our you know we don't want them just, they just air a show on premiere. They're a part of it. Much like with you. Like, you know, we, we want you to feel like you're a part of this company. Thank so you. I do. That's good. <laughs> so that's the, uh, you called me before the Freddie Prince news. I got a call from Paul. He was like, Hey, before anybody else knows, I know what you caught off guard. That's yeah. family. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. it's, it's, you know, we wanted you to know what was going on. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, look, it, it's, it's, to me, that's the best thing you can do. It's that old saying of, you know, the a rising tide or, you know, lifts all ships or something along the lines. Of you that. got but, it. You nailed but it. That's there it is. But the <laughs> the idea is if we can take all of these promotions and and showcase them, uh, pun intended, I suppose. Right. That's what it is. If we can showcase them to everybody, then this one maybe has their small little audience over there. But now they're in, now they're seeing everybody else. And guess what? If you fall in love with, if everyone falls in love with the other promotions, now everybody's pay-per-view buys go up. Everybody's happier. Um, and everyone, and the talent's getting more exposure. And then, you know, we have the ability to have these, these champions representing our overall brand as kind of like a traveling champion. So, and Freddie's going to go into more detail uh, in interviews in the, in the coming weeks and, and months. But um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what it is. We announced also squared circle expo, um, who just did an amazing event um, a couple weeks ago that we aired on premiere. Uh, they're going to be working with us to have a, from one to six uh, in the afternoon that day, they will be there doing one of their expos. So all of our promotions will be there. I'm sure legends will be there vendors. So that'll be a really fun uh, opportunity for, for fans before the actual event itself as well. Awesome. All right. Last thing here, as we wrap up the PSN Freddie news, we will talk a little bit of AWWE stuff here in just a second. Um, Freddie's obviously teased his own promotion. Mm -hmm. Is is PSN the logical vehicle then for whatever Freddie's putting together? Or are you all talking to him about what what that what that situation could look like? Yeah, I think we we've been talking about um, a number of different ideas. The promotion, of course, is one of them. Um, and I think before we get there, you're going to see Freddie involved in more uh, original content that we're working on as well. So I think it's all kind of building up to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's look, that was the original conversation, you know, that, that Fred and Freddie had. How do we work together? And it. Yeah. Fred and Freddie. I, I love it, Fred uh, and Freddie. That's such a great <laughs> duo's name. OK. Yeah. Great. And I just you know, I think um, I think we're we're in a really good position for when that time comes, when Freddie's ready to do that. And when all, ready. yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I think that, that that'll be a really good fit. Um, kind of obviously. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there it is, everybody. Everything you wanted to know about Freddie Prince Jr.'s involvement with Premier Streaming Network. And we hope to welcome Freddie here to House of Wrestling very soon so he can come sit on the couch, sit fireside, just like Josh is here today, uh, and talk about pro wrestling. So let's talk about some pro wrestling here outside of PSN. Uh, first of all, uh, Fightful reporting. We'll do an AEW block here. Fightful reporting. AEW has begun contract negotiations, or I should say negotiations with Adam Page for a new contract. Uh, he has the same representation as the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. He signed January 1st, 2019. One of the original hires came in with the Elite, didn't get the EVP title as well. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think's going on here with the Elite? Obviously, there's just there's so many things factored yeah. in here with Punk in the wings, this new Saturday show that could be coming along. How do you see the value of Adam Page in the Elite right now? What would you be thinking or doing if you were them? Well, I think it all began at this press conference after All Out. And this guy raised his hand and asked a question. Um, okay, no. no, so uh, the, <laughs> all right. So no, I, I think on. with, I think with, with, uh, with Adam page, um, look, it's a, it's a business. And I think a lot of the time us as fans forget that side of it, that this is how they make their living. This is, you know, of course he's going to negotiate his contract. You know, he might love, uh, AEW and want to spend his entire career for all I know at AEW. But at the same time, I mean, he's there to make money. He's there to, you know, I mean, he's even experienced with, you know, the, the injuries recently and stuff. He's experienced, you know, that, that his career could be cut short at any time. Everybody's got a shelf life in wrestling. You don't know how long it is and man, make as much money as you possibly can. He is associated with that brand. Like you said, from day one, so I, I think it's wise for him to be negotiating. I don't think there's more to it than just one contract's ending and his representation is going to work out the best deal they possibly can. And, and if that best deal involves going somewhere else, then I feel like, you know, that's what's going to happen. Um, as far as how it is with the elite and all of that, you know, I don't know. There's so many, like you said, there's so many things going on. The one thing that I've learned from the time, and I think you've seen this as well, but from the time that I spent at AEW backstage when I was working, you know, alongside there, you would hear things and then you would see what was going on backstage. And it wasn't always as salacious as, as you know, it was as, as the rumor mill would, would make it. And I think that's in any in anything. I mean, I, at whatever job you have, I'm sure there's water cooler talk and, you know, sure. uh, that's not exactly how it really is. So, you know, like it, it, it's, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs, of the whole thing. I will tell you, I was backstage uh, at all out and was like, should I stay for this press conference? Nah, you know what? I'm going to head back to the hotel. It's been a long weekend. Did you leave? I left. Oh. I had been hanging out. Oh, no joke. Bummer. I had been hanging out right. There's like the hallway right outside Punk's dressing room. Wow. Pretty much where I was hanging out all night. Wow. How was Punk's demeanor then, by the way? So that's the thing. Um, I saw him. He was talking to some of like the younger talent, just kind of like hanging out there. I think he was, I don't know, maybe he was like talking about their matches or whatever it was, but it was good. 
Everything, the demeanor was good. This had um, to have been before his match because there was no time between. The oh, God, no. This he, is he left. The, yeah, he no, left. No, this is before yeah, his, okay. his match. Um, so, dur- so during the day, he seemed just normal punk. He, he didn't seem agitated, didn't see anything yeah, like that. I okay. didn't see him around, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't see him around Jericho. I didn't see him around the Bucks. Uh, I mean, that's not to say he wasn't. It's not to say they weren't cordial. It's not to say they weren't side-eyeing each other. I have no idea. Um, I just can picture, I remember him just talking to various talent, just hanging out over by like, you know, the uh, road cases there. And so like, yeah, he was not like held up in his locker room, you know, away from everybody. Um, Anytime I had seen him there, you know, it shows in the past, he was always, you'd see him by the curtain watching matches, you know, peeking through the curtain and stuff. And um, to me, he always seemed very engaged. He never seemed removed, but at the same time, that's kind of how I've, how I saw everybody there. You know, I, I never saw Jericho held up in his locker room and, and, you know, Jericho was always out talking to people and interacting with people and watching stuff. And, and it was, what about the bucks and Kenny? Were they out or were they playing video games in the back? I've heard both. You know what? I never really saw the bucks and Kenny that much. Every once in a while they would, they'd walk around or whatever. Um, I think that night also like MJF returned. So I think there was a lot of on the other side of the building, there was like some secrecy because I didn't see MJF uh, until after his return. I heard that um, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, but yeah, at the same time, you know, you have to remember the bucks and Kenny, I think were maybe more involved with things. So, I mean, I wasn't sitting in gorilla, so I have no idea for all I know they were in there, you know, uh, sitting next to Tony Khan. So it, it's, again, all I know is the atmosphere was never this this negative you know energy um that you hear about again it's not to say there isn't negative energy but it wasn't you know at this point it does seem it does seem as if there is some tension between the elite and punk right and some distance distance between the two sides uh i don't think that these two uh, the, the more i ask around about this saturday wednesday dynamic it doesn't seem like to me this is an idea that came out of we need to create another show for CM Punk. It no. seems as if this was more of an opportunity that came along Tony Khan's plate. And he said, maybe there's a way to use this to my advantage. I don't really, I, I don't really think a whole TV show was created just to satiate CM Punk. I just don't buy yeah. that. Not from what I'm hearing. No, so, that makes sense. So, but at the same time, you know, you're going to have these guys on different shows. It doesn't sound like the hatchet's been buried. What happens when they have to do a pay-per-view, right? And there's still mm-hmm. this weird tension and they, the two shows get combined. You know, is this something where the elite and Adam Page unhappy with the situation? Money is obviously a factor here. But you look over at Cody Rhodes in WWE. He was just one member of the elite. And look what happened to him. You drop Kenny, Bucks, Page all at the same time into that WWE pit. That's not only just a move. It's a it's a statement, you know, like that's that's got to be a kind of like the radicals back in the day. It, it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm. It has that. It has that potential. The, the, yeah. The only, the only thing is though, I, I don't know. I, to me, it goes back to, I don't know where all of their mindsets are. I, you know, kind of came up in, in more of, you know, I learned a lot from Al Snow a lot, you know, obviously my relationship with Bill. So um, I have kind of a more old school mentality and that old school mentality is, is, you know, you do business. So to me, I look at it and go, man, not since Brett and Sean has there been a money match like 
having you know people have, have talked rumors of the i not rumors it's more like fan speculation of man what if this big wembley show what if it was punk and uh uh ftr against kenny and the bucks and to me i look at that and go if punk's gonna come back which it's seeming more and more likely if punk's gonna come back that's the way to go you know that that's like Go make money. Like, okay, you guys don't like I each just, other. I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. Like, I, I, I've been, I've been talking to a lot of people about this recently. I just, as much as that's a great, like, it, you could say it. It sounds awesome. It's just, I don't find it to be realistic. And you look at Dynamite last night. You know, the the feud between, and I'm, I'm by the way, I'm gonna be talking to Will Washington later today. I've never done a podcast with Will Washington. It's for his Day After Dynamite podcast. So I'm gonna do a whole Dynamite deep dive. So I'm trying to save my thoughts about that show, but I can't sure. not say this. You're watching the elite and Blackpool Combat Club right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right. That's not the triple. That's not the trios no. feud you want to see in the fans until Soraya got the kendo stick or Soraya got the kendo stick and hit Brett. I don't really know that that segment was fully clicking with all the Jer- or no, I'm thinking Jericho uh, Society, uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. Um I, I just I don't know that the crowd was very flat for I thought the the Blackpool Combat Club uh, beat down of Kenny Omega. Yeah, they were berating him. I got my my heats confused there. Sorry, 420, <laughs> everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I don't know that it clicked. It felt weird. It felt like an insert of what you wanted to see. And when FTR was on the show, they're back to like Vince McMahon era booking where they're lumped in with Singh and uh, Jeff Jarrett and Sanjay and Briscoe. And the the odd they're like the oddball bunch in the back, part of like a weird pack. And it just feels to me like that's a that they're waiting for the Saturday thing. Yeah. So they can move FTR Punk over to Saturday. And then Blackpool Combat Club and uh, the Elite are gonna have a chance to show what they can do on Wednesday night. And we'll find out yeah. what happens over on over on Saturday. No, I agree. I think that that's where we that's where we are right now. We're this holding pattern. We're waiting for Forbidden Door Two. We're waiting for all in and all out like you know there's a lot of time and i feel like right now it's like okay get them involved in this mini feud they're all involved in something we're keeping them on tv but this isn't the stuff that really matters this isn't you know um but listen i mean you're talking about incredibly talented people the storyline might not be great um but once they get in the ring, you know, it, it's gonna, it, it has potential to steal any show, any of those guys working together. So I think, you know, it, it's to me though, I do think, and it goes back to like Brett and Sean, I, I, I think at the end of the day, it's business. And if you really want to give the fans what they want and you really want to more importantly, make money, which is kind of what this is all about, then go do business. You guys, you know, your professionals get out there and do business together. You don't have to talk to each other. And, and as far as like doing pay-per-views and them interacting, like, like I said earlier, there was that time, you know, MJF and, and the bucks and all them, they were on a different side of the building than CM Punk. I'm pretty sure that night uh, at all out. And not that MJF has anything to do with this at all. He was being hidden because of the, you know, the storyline, but I mean, that's it. You go to a building. I, I, I've been backstage to many AEW shows where I just haven't seen people who were there and even on the show. We just never cross paths backstage. Right. Um, it's possible to keep people separate. So I think, you know, 
it, it is, but then you can't keep them separate if you want to put them in a ring together. And again, I right. just it's yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of people have worked together, well, made a lot of money who don't like each other in real life. Well, we'll hook up again in six months and see where we're at. Yeah. I really think that I think we need to see what this balancing act looks like with these people given space to be creative again, share different space because. You know, there's there's also the issue of what if one show does significantly better than the other show? How does that affect right. people's creative minds and, and all of that type of stuff? So give me six months, doctor. I'll, I'll see you then. But um, I I I uh, I would throw into here as we're finishing up our AEW block. We were talking about FTR. Dax Harwood did come out uh, yesterday and officially end FTR with Dax Harwood, the podcast on ad free shows, uh, explicitly saying. This show did more harm than good, caused a lot of controversy, ruffled a lot of feathers. They didn't intend to. And uh, even uh, explicitly said that um, him saying he was friends with CM Punk, wanted to work with CM Punk, got cash heat, got uh, punk heat. And they didn't need to be dealing with that. And nobody needed to be dealing with that. And just a little kind of, again, crack of the door here. Just even the mere mention of punk getting heat with executives in the company. Very, very telling about where we're headed into with this situation, I think. Um, but Dax, putting this to bed, obviously the best thing for him and his family. I think there is no reason this man needs to go about doing what he's been doing. I thought it was reckless what he was doing. I told Sean Waltman to stop our podcast because he'd call me every week like, bro, why are everybody taking my comments? Why are they taking my comments, Nick? And they're, 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 they're spinning them. That's not what I meant. And I'm like, well, Sean, when you say things, people can interpret them and they can write whatever they want. I don't right. necessarily dictate that. We should just end the show if this is bringing you too much stress. And we did. Um, and Sean is, I don't know if you can tell, a lot happier these yeah. days, except for the passing of Lula, obviously. Um, so now he's, happy. now he's, you know, he's got a new love in his life, which is Buster. not a replacement by any stretch of the imagination, but... I love what he's doing with rescuing these these animals. But yeah, we'll we'll talk inside, about Sean another time. Inside scoop, real quick on Sean Buster, his dog. I asked him a couple of days ago. He said he is fostering Buster. If nobody's okay. gonna take him, I think he's gonna keep Buster. So Buster might be a might whether it's with Sean or with somebody else. Sean's gonna make sure Buster gets a forever home. So there awesome. you go. The Sean's scoop, a good dude. Scoop he's on good, Buster. And he's Sean. a good dude. So anyway, FTR ends the podcast. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um. I think. Having done some podcasts and, and, you know, much like you, the experience of seeing when people take what's been said and, you know, um, and the, the headlines that come from it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this was a good move for him to stop it. I think um, he has a lot of wisdom that that was available in these podcasts. But unfortunately, um, you know, the Internet's going to run wild with with things and, and he's going to say one thing and not realize that it's a big deal to this one or that one. As far as the, you know, as far as the heat, there's that conspiracy theorist in me who wants to go, Oh, it's a work. You know, it's a, they told him to end the show because he, how can he go on and do this? Whatever. I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's what it was. Um, I'm sure there was heat, but obviously he called it out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's look, I, I think he thought he was going to do a, a podcast where he was going to talk about, you know, Matt Coon posted their original uh, text back and forth where he's like, yeah, maybe we can talk about like wrestling and mental health. And I think he thought, hey, this could be a really cool platform where I could educate people on things. And I, I think he was, I mean this in the best way, naive going into it uh, of, you know, of all that he could only get positive out of it. Um he is, you know, I, I, I'm not friends with, you know, FTR, but I have worked with them before. I have had conversations with them. 
they have never been anything but just absolutely awesome people to interact with. Um, and I think, you know, Dax just strikes me as just a, a, just a good human being who I think didn't have any interest in being involved in the, the cesspool that can be social media. And, and, um, I think, you know, talking about mental health, it's like, that's the, the, the most important thing is to be able to take care of yourself and just know like, Hey, I, 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 this is bringing me stress. I don't need this. I'm moving on. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a shame it had to go that way. Maybe in, in, when he retires, he'll pop back in where he can just say whatever he wants and turn off his phone and not have to, not have to deal with the consequences. Um, but right now he's in a company and it's, it's, you know, look, why should he have to do a podcast and then be nervous to go to work because he's worried about, Oh God, is somebody going to take that the wrong way? Or is someone going to be angry about what I said? Or I said, I'm friends with somebody and now, Oh, we can't, you know, publicly state that. So it's, yeah, I feel bad for him that he had to go through that, but uh, I think it was a smart move for him to move on from it. All right. Last story we're going to throw in here today. Uh, this will be a WWE story. Now, you talk about, I'm stressed, I need to move on. You bring up the word retirement. Well, it sounds like these are all themes in Bill Goldberg's mind right now. <laughs> because Bill Goldberg uh, went on Adam Carricker's show, mm-hmm. uh, and he teased doing an independent four-city retirement tour after he claimed that Vince McMahon broke a handshake promise to him about having a proper retirement match after his loss to Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Now, it's worth mentioning that after that, not long after that, Paul Triple H Levesque took over creative, Uh and whatever handshake agreements you may or may not have had creatively with Vince McMahon went out the window for about nine months. So there's also that as well. What do you, are, are you interested in this? What do you think about this? Is Premier Streaming Network going to air this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we're, we're available. Um, oh. You know, I, I would uh, I'd absolutely uh, I would expect to have a conversation if this is something that comes to fruition. I absolutely expect to have a conversation about it. Um, I'm going to run this as a story, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Josh Chernoff confirms that Freddie Prince Jr. is very interested in talking to a have not talked to Freddie about it at all. Um, okay. But uh, but as somebody with Premiere, you're like, hey, Bill, if you want to do this thing, call us up. We'd love to yeah. put it out there. You know, I mean, absolutely. That's the thing. You know, it, it's uh, look, he's not going to find a better place to stream it, you know. And so it's uh, to me, it's intriguing because it can't be what's what's intriguing to me is not the four city tour of Goldberg as much as, well, what does the entire thing look like? Right? Because this isn't pack people in an arena. Goldberg comes out, does a three minute match and everyone goes home. There's gotta be an event. So then I look at it and go, well, who else is going to wrestle on this? What talent could get the rub much like Ric Flair's last match. Think about all the talent, the young guys, like a guy like Cal hero, who wrestles in OVW and wrestles for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, which is available on Premier Streaming Network. But uh, Cal Hero was a part of that. This is this young kid who is up and coming and got to be a part of Ric Flair's last match. You know, like the rub, look at the rub that I got just being able to do that interview backstage with Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler and, and Jeff Jarrett. Absolutely. Um, so that I look at it that way and go, what can we get from this? Okay. Yeah. Goldberg's going to have some matches and at the end, it's going to be a big celebration of his career. And you know what? Look, that's great. The guy deserves it. And if this is what's going to happen, you know, 
Uh, he should have an opportunity to go out on his own terms if that's something he can make happen. Um, but I'm more interested in what does this mean to the business? Is there a guy who is in the Indies right now who can get a match on that? And now people are seeing him on this larger scale that never would have seen him before. Or, you know, so to me, I, that's what's more exciting to me. Uh, as far as the handshake agreement, I agree with you. It's like you make a handshake agreement, but the dude left. Yeah, so, he left. Yeah. And with all due respect to Bill Goldberg, I think Vince McMahon, like, that handshake agreement was probably very low down on his priority list. Well, but that, but that, you know, for a guy like Bill, who's, you know, created huge moments to be bottom of the list while he sees yeah, himself higher up the list. That's, hey, you know, that man had a mustache to grow. Okay. okay. He can't pencil thin mustache. Yeah. So I have you two minds. That about, happens? I have two minds about Goldberg. Uh, first of all, in regards to the tour, uh, Hulk Hogan has done stuff like this in the past where he's done independent tours down in Australia. He did the stuff with the, the Paul White when uh, Big Show was briefly available. So I, I would think if Bill wants to do this and he's being serious about it, his greatest foil ever was Hulk Hogan. And Hulk is wandering around right now looking for a payday as he is always looking to do. <laughs> I could very easily see Hulk getting pulled into this gold brick thing. I don't know about it as an opponent. Maybe he, he teased tag teams. Maybe they want to go over to, to wherever. Fine. I don't think that's the way Bill should. He, I think he could do the tour, but I think that it should culminate in AEW, and I do think he should put over MJF. And I think that the idea of the current biggest Jewish star doing business with the second, uh, you know, the, the biggest Jewish star of that era, as much as Max has made hay about representation for the Jewish community mm-hmm. and and all of that, I think you could do something meaningful there. Uh, outside of WWE, which he seems very, very open to doing and putting over a, a young, like you say, a young in or not quite an indie, even though sometimes no, but- he acts like a top indie heel. Um, <laughs> he he would be the kind of young talent that a Goldberg should put over on the way out. I, I think that's an interesting idea um, as a, a Jewish fellow myself. Uh, if they need somebody to interview them. For this, uh, <laughs> no, I, but they no, that is it. You can. Yeah, have a mitzvah, it, right? yeah. I think it's a uh, bill will be there, too. Um, be there but uh, the man of I, yeah, I think, look, it, it, it's. AEW. if he really wants to, hey, I'm going to go do this. Like, if he, look, if he feels like he wants to stick it to WWE, then yeah, AEW makes a lot of sense. I don't know if that should be his priority to leave on that type of a negative. But at the same time, I think AEW is an, a, a tremendous platform for a guy like Goldberg, who let's not forget Goldberg was, he was WCW. You know, it's great that he was able to come back and, and right those wrongs in his career with WWE. Yes. But, you know, AEW, for better or worse, is the spiritual successor to WCW. And I think that to have Goldberg come out there and be able to be Goldberg, you know, one last time and and yeah, to do something with MJF, it's going to matter. And, you know, it's I I think that's an interesting way to do it. Otherwise, obviously, him and Bret Hart uh, is is written in the stars i think that matches <laughs> you talk about that like you talk about yeah let's do punk let's do cmft <laughs> which one's Gilly. more like oh sure yeah okay <laughs> goldberg brett i'll put that on the same list as cmftr the elite yeah. right now. okay cool <laughs> fantasy booking over here go to your wrestling showcase anyway i did have one of, i did while we're talking about the wrestling showcase real quick and i know i gotta cut to the outro um so we can wrap this and i get this up but um richard holiday is officially yes. a free agent he uh finishes cancer treatment back in february he is uh, reco- he's recovering from the treatment right now. He's been back in the gym. He's trying to get in great shape. Uh, Wrestling Showcase, September 9th. 
right? If this guy isn't already signed or picked up somewhere, man, what uh, I I just want to throw it out there. I think it'd be a great platform for him. Oh, uh, and I'm just a big fan of Richard Holiday. I'm very happy to hear he's out free free of everything, and he can pick what path he wants to when he's ready to do it. You know? Yeah, I would I would love for him to you know be a part of that show in any way. I, I like him a lot. Um, I I love his attitude towards the battle that he he's been a part of and um yeah i mean he's like he just wants to come by and hang out he's welcome to do that as well but i would love for him to be a part of it um but yeah wherever he goes i think he has an opportunity now to really uh it's to make a positive out of a negative and that's you know that's what life's all about so i hope that he can that he can do that and get this opportunity to to showcase his you know no pun intended there but showcase his abilities uh on a larger scale um and dude why why not if he you know use use this awful thing that that happened to him as an opportunity turn it around for good and say like hey this is you know he had said before he wants to inspire people you know to know that they that he can beat this that they can beat this and there's a story in there um and then he'll turn heel again because they yeah just, just like Roman Reigns. i was gonna say it's gonna inspire people and then at some point that dude's too good of a heel yeah. you got you know you like roman um, reigns all over again yeah. um well breathe in that rarefied air everybody good news here to wrap up the news block uh on house of wrestling and we'll be back uh next week on tuesday or thursday uh i have my i have my schedule set for next week and we got a big one as of now on tuesday here noon eastern uh, next week on Premier Streaming Network, before hitting the House of Wrestling podcast wave, Dave Meltzer wow. is going to be co-hosting House of Wrestling with me. We had Sean last week talking all. I said I got to swap notes with you about all the punk stuff, and I said, "Hey, well, that worked." Dave, you got a bunch of notes. But I got I got notes for days, brah, about this and the Saturday show. So Dave's going to come on over on Tuesday. We're going to swap yeah. some notes here on Premier Streaming Network. Uh, about 45 minutes check it out uh we got another big guest next week uh interview guest and i got another great co-host i'm going to save you an ounce on, on tuesday for thursday man that's just so confusing i i know a lot of you again it's 420 and i said too many numbers at once Tuesdays and and Thursdays. Dave, it's it's a date and a time anyway dave will be here next week and uh i should potentially i might have some big house of wrestling news uh next week as well which i'll tell you off the air here josh i think you'll be very ex- he doesn't i didn't want to tell you beforehand because then you'd be able you to know. Trust me. Yeah. Well, I didn't want him to accidentally tease out here. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but we'll see. Um, all right, uh, Josh, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap it up today? Uh, just Premier Streaming Network. Go to Premier Streaming Network. Check it out. You can go in and, and uh, register for free, absolutely for free, and go and browse the site. You'll see if you don't subscribe, you can still see all of the content. It has a little lock on it, but what's cool about it is there's no question about what you're subscribing for. You can go in and you can see everything we have in our library, a library that is growing literally daily. It is growing. And uh, we have some big things coming soon, more promotions being added, more live events. You can now go Premier Plus $9.99. Uh, you will get select live events uh, included. So things like a, a WrestlePro, WrestlePro Alaska this weekend. Uh, it's going to be an incredible show, so don't miss that. Um, battlefield wrestling as well. It's off a juniors promotion, uh, coming up next week. So definitely, uh, check that out as well. And those are all going to be included in your premier, uh, premier plus subscription or pay-per-view if you don't like to subscribe to things. All right. And, uh, I'm at Nick underscore houseman over on Twitter. He's at, at so, so says Chernoff over on Twitter. A little time uh, twister but- for you. 
So says Cernoff. Uh, and then and at watch on premiere and at wrestling house. Well, we're just like sitting here exchanging scars like we're on a Jaws boat, yeah. right? <laughs> exchanging social aid right here's where I got me a first Instagram post. Anyway, this dumb. It's a dumb <laughs> thing I did. Thank you all. Thank you all so much uh, for coming into House of Wrestling. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. You're welcome back here anytime.